And a good afternoon to you. Oh my goodness, it's Thursday before Sherathon. And uh, we're actually in pretty good shape. I mean, uh, there's still things to do, but it is uh, it sure has uh, come a long way from what uh, what it was. We got folks arriving. As far as I know, we've got uh, I believe the McBrides got in just a minute ago. Uh, we've got the Thrins are here now. They're actually out of town, but their their coach is here. Yeah, we've got uh, a, a couple of announcers that are at least one that's in, and others on the way. So it's an exciting time. It always is an exciting time, and it's always a sad time when it's all said and done. And I always dread that. I dread Sherathon the Monday after. I just I don't like goodbyes. I just never. Just I'm a, I'm too sentimental, and so I just don't like that. But anyway, uh, there'll be a time that we'll gather and never have to say goodbye again. What about that? Looking forward to that for sure. All right. Well, we are grateful for you being with us, and we're thankful to the Lord for His goodness and for His grace. Very interesting. Hmm. And I'm looking here at a couple of things that uh, so you've heard about the big outage today, right? Yesterday, it was pharmaceuticals or healthcare. A big healthcare firm got hit, a cyber attack. And these are attacks just as sure as it was a missile attack. Uh, they are attacks. It's modern warfare being waged against the United States. Yesterday, it was pharmaceuticals. Today, it was telecom. And uh, it was primarily AT&T, but it did affect uh, Verizon and also affected, uh, well, let me look at my, let me look again at my, at my, uh, at my News Nation report here. Uh, it said, they said that it knocked out for hours and uh, that, uh, Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, 200, wait a minute, how many was it? 73,000 reported incidents, and uh, AT&T had 58,000 around noon, and uh, down to about 3,000. Cricket Wireless owned by AT&T, 9,000 at one point. Uh, Verizon, T-Mobile issues. Uh, and so the iPhone users saw SOS messages displayed in the status bar on their cell phones. The message indicates the device is having trouble connecting to their cellular provider's network, but it can make emergency calls through other carrier networks, according to Apple. And so they're saying no reason for this. Uh, they are, yeah. They're, they're saying there's no, they're not saying anything particular. Um, this is their statement. A possible but far less likely outcome is an intentional malicious hack of AT&T's network. But the diffused pattern of outages across the country suggests something more fundamental. This was a email statement from one of the heads of AT&T. The FCC contacted AT&T. Also, the Department of Homeland Security got involved. The uh, 
FBI got involved, and uh, the National Security Council got involved today. So I guess I'm skeptical that this was just a software or or a cloud issue. And speaking of issues, right now the weather service at Asheville is not reporting. They have no they have no no data coming into us, no stream coming in. So I don't know. Now, it is a fact that we get hit, and I say we, the, we the United States gets hit not daily. We get hit thousands of times daily. But occasionally they get lucky or they get good, whichever you want to call it, and uh, they disrupt us. We are, I mean, there was a report two, three weeks ago about the possibility that if we were to, if the Chinese were to invade Taiwan or whoever else they decided to, and we didn't like it or we tried to move against them, that they could shut us down and they could disrupt communications, they could disrupt everything in the United States as a retribution and so completely shut the nation down. Uh, it is goes back to that same old fear that I have. I have a, I have whatever the, uh, uh, you know, you got all your, your you know, your uh, uh, paranoia, you know, you got all those different things, uh, uh, phobias, arachnophobia, scared of spiders, and then, you know, all the different ones, claustrophobic, scared of tight places. I'm digiphobic. What's that? I'm scared of all the digital world that we live in. Meaning that works great when it works. But when it don't work, you and I have no recourse. It just doesn't work. And even today, trying to kind of just talk within our family, trying to talk back and forth, I got several drop calls, had a lot of issues with calls going through and other things and I saw the frustration of that but problem is we are so hooked to and tied to this digital cellular network that it is now the lifeblood of the United States and all it would take is someone to disrupt that as they did today and we would be a nation in trouble all right let's see what kind of trouble the traffic is in this afternoon we are in the moderate category from the Asheville Airport all the way to the Parkway. There is a slow patch out around 146 there at exit 37, but it's moderate the rest of the way. It's moderate coming the other direction, coming up to the Parkway, but uh, and then it'll go moderate out by Lake Julian to the airport. Uh, not bad today on 25. 25A is... Your, your normal down to Mills Gap, that's backed up as it usually is. Today we have Sardis Road that's a little busier than normal, and it's not moving very fast uh, going west. And I'm not sure what the culprit about that is, why everybody's using that, because the 40 looks open. I don't see the issue. Around town in Asheville, about like usual, maybe a little worse, and then slow on the bridge today. Slow, uh, slow uh, 26 
westbound and slower 26 eastbound on the bridge. Okay. And uh, what else? Let's look here. So that's what I can see from where I'm sitting. The backup today in the gorge. Good gracious. They must be using AT&T to communicate. Uh, it is backed up from the river bridge uh, at the alternate merge. It is backed up from there past the Maggie Valley exit, all the way out past the Iron Duff community, past the Lake Junaluska exit, around the curve, and almost into the straightaway. So if you were standing on the overpass bridge where 74 gets off and comes over 20, over 40, if you were standing on that bridge, you could just about see the taillights. That's how far it's backed up on a Thursday because of our DMV's alternate merge. Everybody stay in your lane and then take turns uh, getting in front of each other to go to single file. Ridiculous. And it's a plot to try to get us to slow down. And it works. <laughs> Man, does it work. About five mile an hour is what the traffic is moving at right now. And the other direction, same thing. Not near as far, but it is also backed up and moving five mile an hour or less. Okay? And so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, that's what's going on in the gorge. Drop off to Greenville-Spartanburg right quick. Uh, they're looking pretty good shape. Actually, a little better than usual. Not too, not too bad in Greenville today. Your normal issues on 85 South, but 85 North looks better than yesterday. A little busy around the 291 interchange on I-85 South, North and South, and then a little busy down around I 185 and 85. But everything else seems to be moving in uh, GSP land here this afternoon. Okay. Yeah, the other day, uh, the big type, I didn't, I, th I don't even think I was trying to think where was I, but it was uh, uh, when Trump came to Greenville, his jet came in, and they, it, had, it had the whole place shut down. The whole place shut down, sure did. All right, so I have gotten an update through one system for Asheville for the 5 o'clock, but my National Weather Service website, it's down. No currents for Asheville. So I can give it to you off of a different route. Uh, at uh, six minutes before the hour of five, 61 degrees and sunshine in Asheville. South wind at 18, gusting to 25. 35% humidity, and that's getting, that's getting uh, you know, the humidity is coming up because rain's nearby. And uh, the pressure at 29.8, we've lost 0.4 since this time yesterday. And I can already see some uh, uh, rain on the radar. It's coming into Chattanooga right now, and so it'll be coming our way here pretty shortly. There's a wind advisory in effect for the Tennessee mountains that border North Carolina for this evening as this thing comes through. And uh, for Greenville-Spartanburg, we're looking at 65 degrees, and uh, yeah, that's a current, and 65 degrees not near the wind that we do up here. And the 32% humidity, 29.8, and, and uh, cloudy conditions. Weatherman says a 30% early evening, increasing to a 90% overnight, and only 30% early morning. 
46 tonight, 58 tomorrow, 34 tomorrow night, clear skies. So it clears out tomorrow afternoon. 30% chance of showers on Saturday, 52, breezy, blustery, 24 to cold temperature for Saturday night. And then for Sunday, a high temperature of 53, 36 for Sunday night, 63 for Monday, 46 for Monday night. I'm looking at the Sherathon forecast. So uh, let's look at daytime temperatures here. So Sunday, 53, Monday, 63, 62 Tuesday, 66 on Wednesday, 40% chance of showers, and 56 on Thursday. Our night lows, let's see, Sunday night's 36, 46 Monday night, 52 Tuesday night, a chance of showers on Wednesday night, 43. So not too bad and not too cold, but I guess I didn't see this... uh, yeah, I don't guess. I guess I didn't see this cold, that that uh, that cold cold night in there. That's because uh, we've got campers we're dealing with, and so uh, well, I guess I guess maybe twenty four for Saturday night. That's the one I'm watching. Yeah, that that's a cold one. Hoses freeze and things like that when it gets when it gets that cold. Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. Well, let me. Uh, uh, and so we'll come back to the to the outage thing. We'll come back to that just in a minute. So let me let me circle around and pick up the sponsor today, the twenty second day of the month of February, and our general operating budget today for Anchor Broadcasting was underwritten one year ago in Sherathon, and it was underwritten by Austin Silvers, and it was in memory of his fiance Tiffany Harlan. And this is the anniversary of the day that she went to be with the Lord. And he thanks the Lord for the time the Lord gave them together. And we salute that memory today. Thank you. And then the network budget today is sponsored in thankfulness for the influence of godly grandparents. And we would say thank you for that. Now, these people uh, sponsored uh, a network or a general, and the cost was $400. could be paid over the course of the year. And uh, when this day come up, then they would have that sponsorship to be read. Uh, it is a living memorial, whether it's in memory and honor of someone. Uh, there's, it's, a, it's a great way to remember someone, a great way to make sure that they are remembered. Okay? So, uh, yeah, I, I would urge folks to think about that. And if you have a day that you would like to get, our phones are going to open and our doors will open sat this coming Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. And you can call or come by and get the days that you would like and uh, take those, and that will be a great blessing. Uh, we do, you can't do those online. You have to do, you have to call us or come in. That's the only two ways we'll do that. And the primary reason is because we don't have an automated calendar system. So there's no way to reserve the day through automation. Now, there's no way to do that for us. And so for that reason, you have to talk to somebody live, okay? Texting doesn't work. You have to call or you have to come in, okay? All right. Only three days remain until share What about that? And Miss Melinda Whittemore, our own Miss Melinda, is having our announcer here. She is having a 
birthday today and our special congratulations go out to her on her special day. All right, let's take a quick look at the roll call today and see who in the world's with us. And uh, I think we can do it like this. Let's see. Huh. That, that didn't work. That's upside down. So let me do it again. Let me. Uh, that's not going to work either. So, all right. Well, let's see if I can do it this way. Let's, let's do them, alphabetize them by. Yeah, that'll work. Let's go that route. And uh, let's see if that'll do it. No, I guess not. Well. I guess we'll do it the old-fashioned way then, okay? Up in Michigan, we have Ann Arbor. And in North Carolina, we got Asheville. Alabama, we got Birmingham. North Carolina, we got Brevard and Georgia, Clarksdale. Up in Michigan, Dearborn. South Carolina, the town of Fort Mill. In North Carolina, Franklin, Greensboro, and Hendersonville a couple of times. Uh, up in Indiana, Indianapolis is with us. We have two connections today over in Kiev's uh, Mecklenburg, Germany. Las Vegas, Nevada's with us. A couple up in Louisville, Ohio. Marion and Morrisville, North Carolina. Uh, Maharashtra, Mumbai, India with us today. Nassau, uh, New York. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Rock Hill, South Carolina. Only one Rock Hill today. Where's everybody at? Sacramento, California, Suffolk, Virginia, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, Europe is with us. Williamston, uh, South Carolina. And uh, how do you say that? Willimantic, 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 Connecticut. I think I'm saying it right. Willimantic, Connecticut. And uh, so glad to have all these folks with us, especially some new folks. Yeah, glad to have you with us. Remind you, Monday morning, music channel, preaching channel, video channel, AM, FM, WGCR.net. Everything is going to share Every channel we have. So I said, well, don't do that. We want to listen to the, just the music channel. Well, how do you think that we pay for that? How do you think that we provide that free of charge year-round? No subscription, no nothing. How do you think we do that? Through share -thon. Same thing with the preaching channel. Same thing with the video channel. Same thing, AM, FM, Internet. So, yeah, that's how it works. And so we have uh, the listener's portion of the operating budget that we raise each year. We're non-commercial. Somebody asked me the other day, said, could WGCR run commercials? And the answer is, as far as the FCC is concerned, yes, because it's commercial frequency. As far as the IRS is concerned, it would be considered uh, unrelated business income. So it would be a problem. So we have underwriting instead. And so we raise money through programming and underwriting and then, of course, but the lion's share of the budget is through the fundraising each year known as share -thon. And so, yeah, all right, thank you. And uh, appreciate, appreciate the questions. And uh, certainly, thank you very much. All right, well, what I was going to tell you is that uh, Senator Rubio today says that a Chinese attack, this is on Fox, 
And he is saying that, uh, well, he's not saying anything. It's hung. We're having all kinds of problems today. Rubio warns that a Chinese cyber attack will be 100 times worse than the AT&T outage. And he is speaking, uh, according to the security directors tell Congress, which we, you know, I, I've, I talked about this, but uh, that Chinese cyber attacks are intended to induce societal panic across America. And it works. And they're hacking threats before the Senate Committee on the Chinese Communist Party. This was yesterday. And Senator Marco Rubio warned that on social media that the AT&T outage affecting tens of thousands of Americans pales in comparison to what a potential China cyber attack would look like. The Florida Republican posted on X and said, I don't know the cause of the AT&T outage, but I do know it'll be a hundred times worse when China launches a cyber attack on America on the eve of the Taiwan invasion. And it won't just be your cell service they hit. It'll be your power, your water, your bank. Rubio warns warnings came as tens of thousands of AT&T customers reported outages on Thursday morning for their home phone, internet, and mobile phone services according to Down Detector, and that's a service. The outages started this morning about 3.30, and it says uh, 54% say they were having issues with mobile phone service. A third of customers reporting said they had no signal at all. 8% said their mobile Internet is down. And uh, this, was, this went on most of the morning, much, much of the day. 74,000 AT&T users uh, had outage issues as of 9.30 this morning. And the FBI director earlier this month said that China's cyber attacks against the U.S. and its allies are reaching a fever pitch. He said, you might find your companies harassed and hacked, targeted by a web of corporates, Chinese communist party proxies and this was he's told this to a group of people in germany and he said you will find the hackers lurking in your power stations your phone companies other infrastructure posed to take them down when they decide to step too far out of line and that hurting your civilian population suits the kind of chinese communist party of course uh, cyber attacks against the U.S. oil and natural gas companies back in 2011. But this is what this is what he said. The, but in these days, it's reached something closer to a fever pitch. What we're seeing now is China's increasing build-out of offensive weapons within our critical infrastructure, poised to attack whenever Beijing decides the time is right. So let me see if I can explain to you what he is saying, put it down in, uh, in layman's terms. I talked about it two weeks ago. They believe that China has installed a kill switch in most devices made in China, that there's a back door into a chip or something that's in the phone or in the electronics.
in cars, in cell phones, in appliances, in all sorts of things, pumps and relays and everything that we everything that controls our lives, modern modern conveniences. Anything that can be connected to the internet, smart TVs, smart ovens, smart refrigerators, anything that is quote-unquote smart has the potential to being shut down or hacked into by the, by the communists. And this is not a bug-eyed uh, fundamentalist statement. This is a concerted cry coming from the FBI, the Homeland Security, the, uh, the uh, uh, they're called the CISA, and so it's the uh, Cyber Infrastructure Security Administration, I guess is what it's called, something like that. It's to the CIA, it's the CISA, CISA. And they're saying that we're getting hit so many times a day. And either they're going to get good by the artificial intelligence that's attacking us, and it learns every time we block it, it learns what happened, and now it goes a different direction. And as the AI gets smarter and smarter, and it's working 24 hours a day tirelessly, to break into what we have. So, I mean, we have to feed the thing. It just, that's what its, its goal is to break into what we're doing. It's just a matter of time before it hits, okay? It's going to find, it's like somebody trying to break into a safe. Well, you know, there's only so many combinations to a safe, right? I mean, but if you sat there and, and went, you know, uh, if you had four number safe and you sat there and go zero 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 one zero 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 two and then hours later you're going uh one thousand zero zero one one thousand zero zero two and it doesn't work do you realize that artificial intelligence can make those changes and those and hit it thousands of times a second in milliseconds it will eventually decipher the code if it takes it a week, it'll sit there and come up with every number combination that there is. It will get in. It doesn't sleep. It doesn't eat. It doesn't get tired. It just keeps digging. And this is what we are facing. And yet our military, all of our telecommunications, I mean, so much of what we do in this country our gas that we pump, the milk that we drink, everything is all now dependent. 20 years ago, it wasn't like this. 30 years ago, it wasn't even close to being like this. But it is now. Faxes are old-timey. Two-way radios are almost non-existent. So what do we use? We use digital. We use email and sale, text. And the bad part of it is that's how the government communicates for a big part of what it does. Oh, yes, it does. For a big part of what it does, that's what the government uses. 
And while they may have encryption and some other things that, that, the, that the public doesn't have, they still rely on some of the same backbone networks that we use. So it's not good. What do you do about it? Well, <laughs> uh, we should have asked that about 30 years back. What do you do about it? Instead of scrapping all the equipment that we had and throwing it away, instead of, you know, this mad dash and the mandates coming from the FCC, the digital television was mandated. There's no analog television now. It's gone. They did away with it. It's all digital. And if it's digital, it can be hacked. Somebody can pro whoever. If somebody programmed it, somebody can unprogram it. Somebody can get into it, get the combination to it. It's just a matter of time. So, you know, they pushed us trying to get us to go digital. I said, no, thank you. They said, but all your digital FDM would sound so good. And I said, no, thank you. Okay, we're not interested. Somebody's got to keep their head in this thing. Somebody's got to have local programming. Somebody's got to have hard wires between point A and point B. I mean, we just can't. We can't, we can't put all our eggs in that basket. So we are... Yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing. AT&T has 90 million users. So uh, here's the thing. So they had 74,000 of 90 million. That is a tiny, tiny share. So I guess the question is, what's what happened with this? Is this deliberate? What is this? I mean, that's a tiny, minuscule number of folks. Now, if you're one of them, it's big. But in the numbers-wise, the numbers game, that's nothing in it. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I was reading this morning about how many Chinese immigrants. Did you know that China's number four now crossing the border? Thousands and thousands of Chinese men, military-aged Chinese men, are jumping the border, particularly down around San Diego is where they're coming in the most, the West Coast. Droves of them. They, get, they fly, take flights into Mexico, and then they walk across into the United States. And they don't have women and children with them. They're young men. I'm not making this stuff up. So... I guess I said all that to say this. There has never been a time that Christian radio is more important than it is right now. Somebody said, ah, radio is its a thing of the past. Everything's digital. Everything's on your phone. Everything. What when that phone don't work? What you going to do? In your readiness preparedness kit that you have, and I'm sure you have one. We've been talking about it for years. A radio. Just an old-timey radio that has batteries. It either cranks or it's solar. That you could listen to this station in the event of a major power outage or a major 
telecommunication failure. Did you know that also 911 systems went down? I was told that Charlotte Metro was down today. I have been there. I've been in that control center. That's a big operation. They said it was down today. Yeah. You know what happens in Atlanta, Charlotte? Uh, I mean, any, any of our major cities. You know what happens when the bad guys figure out that people can't dial 911? Do you realize what happens? Well, okay, so let me give you a scenario today. I can't give too much information because it would be... Let me tell you what happened today. This happened in this county, in the city limits, today. A elderly grandmother sleeping on the couch. There was a home invasion. A man came into the house and apparently homeless came into the house. The grandmother asleep on the couch. Her son saw him, confronted him. What are you doing in my house? The man raced across the house, went to the refrigerator, grabbed a beer, ran back through the house into the back bedroom, grabbed a vacuum cleaner hose that was not attached to anything, and act like he was vacuuming the floor while he was drinking his beer, screaming at the homeowner to get out of his house. Broad daylight, home invasion. Sounds like a crazy man. Or at least a man's drugged up, doped up. Came in on the elderly grandmother today. Locally. What I'm saying is that we're importing this mess. And our bedroom communities are no longer safe. And this is just, if, if you think, <laughs> there's, a, there's an element that's waiting for the opportunity to go crazy. And to loot and to destroy and to pillage and to rob and if they thought for one minute that the 911 system wasn't working, listen, I've seen them in hurricanes, in the eye of the hurricane. I've seen them wade water waist deep and carry out television sets on their shoulders during the eye of the storm. Bust the glass out of the front of the store and carry giant screen TVs out. Oh, it's true. So, as the days, as so much the more the scripture says, as you see the days approaching. Timothy war, Paul warned Timothy that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Can I tell you that perilous times are here? The word perilous means dangerous. And trust me when I tell you, we are living in dangerous times.
without a doubt. We're living in dangerous, dangerous times. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us in this hour. Somebody said, well, preacher, we're only a day out, Phil. We've got one more till share a I know. I know. And uh, the plan was to, uh, you know, share with you some more detail about who's singing when and all that. That was the plan. That was the... But, you know, there's a certain amount of uh, caution, I think, that needs to be raised that uh, things aren't good. And things are not getting any better. And we as God's people, we need to finish what we started before we leave here. We need to finish what we started. We need to finish well. That's my goal. I want to finish well. I want this station to continue after I'm gone. I want this ministry to continue. I want to see a station not beholding to any one particular organization, not beholding to a political party, not beholden to a particular, I want, it to, I want it to be Bible-based and have the ability to call it what it is, regardless what letters in front of their name or after their name. I think it's I think it's dramatically important that we do that. And I think it's essential that uh, we do all we can while we can. While it's yet day. Because there's coming a night. The night cometh when no man worketh. It's, it's coming. And it's maybe closer than uh, closer than you and I think. And of course, we know. We know that the that the decay is from within. We know that. Our the greatest the greatest threat we have is from within. It's not from without. It's from within. We know that. And so we are uh, we we know that. And you have the opportunity to do something about that each day. And then on March the fifth, you have an opportunity to do that. All you know, Saturday this week and next week, and then Tuesday, March fifth, you have a chance to try to right some wrongs that have been done. Vote your values and not your politics. It's politics is it's not like a favorite ball team. No, the very the very term politics has to do with the thought of the people. And it has to do with the idea of the thought of the people. That's what a poll is. If you take a poll, you're getting the thoughts of the people. And so the whole idea about behind the, the, the thought of the word politic, it has the idea of what the values of the people are. By definition, that's what it means. 
Some say, well, I hate politics. Well, politics is where we express our core beliefs. That's what it is. It is the expression of our core beliefs. That's what it is. And the influencing upon society of the core belief of an individual. That's what that's the idea. If I am politicking you to do something, that means I'm trying to sway, to persuade your opinion to match mine. And I am politicking you. I'm I'm being political. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to you to try to sway you to my way of thinking. It's not like, do I like Clemson or, or Georgia? That's not it. That's not the way it works, folks. Well, my family's always been this party. That's, that's again, it's not about school colors. It's not about school mascots. It's not about, it's so much bigger than that, and it's so much deeper than that. It's about ideology. It's about worldview. It's about core values or the lack thereof. And, uh, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, but I can't ever. I can't get that across to folks. I just can't get them across. But the one that really is bad is that the majority of Christians will not vote this time at all, and those that lead will be determined by a handful of people. And now the the primaries have become the battleground, and this is where the uh, rhinos try to pick off the uh, elephants, the true elephants. The rhinos come in and try to pick them off in the primaries because the margins are so slim. It just takes a handful of people sometimes to determine a, a runoff, a primary race. School boards, county commissioners, there's a high probability that you will be affected more by who you elect as your county commissioner than you will by who you elect as president. There's a high probability that you will that the people who you elect to be the commissioners in your county will affect your personally, your life personally, more than whoever's president. More than likely. And that's just that's just factual. Because of that local level. But yet people don't get involved. People don't know. They have no idea. And they're not going to go vote. Because it's, it's the fear of the unknown. So they're not going to do it. I've missed one primary one time. And I, it was a setup. I was running late. Someone at the door. Which this is actually illegal. Someone coming out engage me in an argument. And I knew I was close, but I didn't realize what time it was exactly. And they wanted to argue, and they argued till the poll closed. And then they glanced at their watch and then let me go, and then I walked in and, and it's closed. <laughs> you can't electioneer within 50 feet of the door. 
but they did. That was a setup. It's the only time I haven't voted in my adult life. And so early voting, by all means, uh, use it. And if not early voting, go on that day. Somebody said, well, I'm going to vote early vote in case I die. Well, it won't count if you die. You have to be alive on election day. Early voting only as good as if you're alive. So I said, oh, I don't count the vote. Yeah, but the election, they, they comb the obituaries and check them. They cross-check them. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. At least around here. This year, voter ID it was one of the final elements of the North Carolina system to secure voting. Now, if they can just get a couple of the big counties to certify the vote on the night of the vote, as opposed to waiting three or four days so they can ballot harvest. Yeah. Needs to be much more control. And by the way, just, just as a note to you, you know who controls the Board of Elections? Anybody want to know who controls the Board of Elections? Who, whoever the party of the governor is. Yes, that's correct. If you have a Democratic governor, the Board of Elections is controlled by Democrats. If you have a Republican governor, the Board of Elections is controlled by a Republican. Exactly. So, just so you would know, okay? Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, we are... Yeah, there's a whole lot of things I'm not, I don't have time to talk about, but uh, I'm telling you, the county commissioners, they can allow uh, alcohol distilleries for liquor. They can allow them to come in. They can allow all kinds of things. That's why you have to vote with someone who has some, some of the same conscience and some of the same scruples that you do, some of the same values that you do. Okay? It's very important. Okay. My time is right now up, and so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call it, I'm not going to, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to turn that page. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call, call it right here. We have prayer every night at six, and so I'm going to go pray with the folks that are gathering here in the sanctuary. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. I didn't mean to discourage you. Uh, just the opposite. Next week, we're going to unhook. We're not going to talk about the news. I don't watch the news. I don't go home and watch television. Nothing. I'm not going to read about it. Not going to, I mean, if somebody, if we get bombed, somebody's going to have to tell me because I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I want to immerse myself in Sherathon, immerse myself in the things of God next week. I, want, I need a break from all this mess, big time. I hope that you do too. I hope that you will too. I hope that you'll immerse yourself, okay? All right. Let's pray together. Father, we want to say thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for the grace of God uh, that appears to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live uh, uh, soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Father, please help us to do that. Help us, I ask you, to be all we need to be for the glory and honor of God. We pray for the final day of Sherathon prep tomorrow. We pray for the groups that are traveling. We pray for every aspect and every element 
Lord, I pray a hedge of security around our electronics, around our connections, around our servers, around our streaming companies, around our connections, around the fiber optic network. Lord, I pray a hedge around us. Lord, we got attacked a few years ago and knocked us out for a couple of days, the online audience. Lord, we know that once we have a large footprint come Monday, that we will be opened up to the powers of evil. And they don't like what we're doing. They don't like what we're saying. Lord, we know that the prince of the power of the air, Lord, will target us. But I pray, oh God, you'd give all the people that will be a part of the security that keeps us on the air. Lord, I pray that you'd give them advanced uh, intuition as to what's wrong and how to keep it from going wrong. Thank you again, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for blessing us. Pray for every aspect of the broadcast and the broadcast system, every piece of it, from those that announce, sing, preach, to, to, to the very end, till it gets to, the, gets to the listener or the one who's watching. Pray you'd anoint it. Pray God you'd touch it. Pray God you'd protect it. Protect the word as it goes out. Help us, Lord, in these terrible days, these perilous days. Help us to be found faithful. And we plead the blood and pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much for being on with us this afternoon. And uh, we are very, very grateful for you being here today. I've got the Barnett's coming up to sing I'm glad that because he lives I can face tomorrow amen pastor Randy Barton till we meet again whether on the air in the air may God wish to bless you is our prayer